on TV, online, on the cob. Because this joke is corny. This is EPT Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is James Hardigan, and we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. We need something to happen. Luckily, next week is Dublin. So this is our Dublin preview show. What makes it our Dublin preview show? We're going to talk about what's happening in Dublin. Yes, which we also did a little last week, and we'll talk... I mean, we're going to get a lot of mileage out of Dublin. Hey, there's only like seven EPTs a year. Cut us some slack. we got to make them stretch. Uh, I'm back in the UK, by the way, back live in the studio, although we're not live. It's confusing. James, it took about five seconds, by the way, for there to be a middle urinal incident <laughs> here. Man, yesterday, God, you have you wouldn't even believe this. I am at the right urinal, okay? I walk into three empty urinals. I go all the way to the right, making it easy for the man who comes in behind me... To go left. To go left. The man who comes in behind me goes left, stops left for a second, and then sidesteps to the right and moves over to the middle urinal. So wrong. He even started left. And I was like, what would possess a man to do this other than the fact... That he wants to touch elbows with me while he has his ding-dong in his hand. Now, I looked over. As I was leaving, I looked over to the left urinal to see if there was anything wrong with it. And there was like a little bit of water in the bottom of it. Does that make it acceptable? I believe that that urinal was taken out of action later in the day. Because I had to walk like half a mile to the toilets at the other end of the building. So... I'm going to cut this guy some slack. You're going to give it to him? I think there was a flooding issue yesterday in said urinal. So you know what happened was, uh, I know we got to get to what's coming on today's show, but what happened like a few weeks ago, I was doing a stand-up gig, well, a few months ago, I was doing a stand-up gig here in the UK also, and I walked in and there was a guy at the middle urinal. And so I immediately made a right turn and went to the stall. But I was like, I'd had a few drinks, I'd just gotten off stage, and so I was like feeling kind of like, you know, full of piss and vinegar. Well, literally full of piss. And so I was like, hey, you're one of those middle urinal guys, huh? And he just goes, someone was at one of the other ones <laughs> when I walked in. I swear, it wasn't, I didn't do this on purpose. And I was like, ah, shit, I'm a dick. Anyway, coming up on today's show, a quick rundown of the events you can play while in Dublin, as well as some Irish just the tips from a resident of Dublin, our guest, Maximum Silver. Lots of fun and free, cheap tournaments to play online while we're in Dublin. We'll be telling you guys about that a little bit later on. We've got a super fan, James Jenkinson, on the line to test my knowledge of Lord of the Rings. James Jenkinson, that sounds like a made-up name. That sounds shady. <laughs> that sounds like if you were like, if a, if a cop's like, what's your name, son? You were pissing in someone's backyard. You're like, uh, James Jenkinson? Uh, Bob... Robertson? Well, yeah, exactly. That sounds super made up. So we'll see if this guy actually shows up later in the show. James, what is happening in the world of social media? Would you like to see who tweeted the show after last week using the hashtag EPTNotLive? Yes, Sam I would. Hey, says, class was so boring. I caught up with EPTNotLive episodes 33 and 34. Had a doubt. Was going to save it for the weekend, but the class was so boring. <laughs> I just had to get to it. Sam got through two shows and Sam shouts one word. Minerals! Miner- oh, that was from uh, the uh, 
the Breaking Bad quiz. I remember it that. Was indeed. It's kind of like when you pack a bunch of food, like to take on a flight with you, and then you get on the flight and you eat it all immediately. That's kind of what he did with EPT Not Live. Absolutely. Uh, on the subject of last week's Superfan quiz, Freddie gets in touch to say if you really want Stapes to put up a fight during these Superfan segments, the specialist subject should be Death Scene or Money Shot. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you remember that game? I, I know that you didn't listen to a ton of Huff and Staves back in the day. And if Fre- is that Freddy Sir Frizzy? It is Sir Frizzy. Sir Frizzy, I got to say thanks to that guy because a lot of times when I do my Twitch streaming, like I'll just be like, hey, me and my roommate are going to play Rocket League right now. He's like one of four viewers usually. He's Aww. like always in there. So thanks, Freddy. Loyal to the end. Uh, Chris Gumprich was very happy because my tweet was read on the EPT Not Live podcast. <laughs> well, he's happy again. Which is cool, but Chris says it's sadly the closest... I'll ever get to playing in the European Poker Tour. Uh, I mean, there's a defeatist attitude. Well, probably. I mean, it's close to, It's the closest I would ever get to playing in the European Poker Tour. Uh, we talked about some of the music that we use on our TV shows and live streams, and I mentioned that, you know, people always ask about what it is, expecting that they can buy, quote, a CD single from our price. Uh, Andy Gibbons says, ha, I wonder how many listeners genuinely got that. You are showing your age. Yeah, what is that? Our- uh, I mean, our price was a, a, a high street music store. Um, it didn't survive. I mean, none of them have survived, right? And there's about two branches of HMV left in the entire UK. But yeah, our price disappeared sometime around the year 2002. Did you guys have Columbia House here? Like 10 CDs for a penny? No. Oh man, every teenager in America fell for this thing. Basically, you get this thing in the mail. It's like, uh, you know, 10 CDs for a penny. And But what it is, it's like a, a subscription service. So then they would send you a CD every month. And if you didn't cancel, they would charge you like 20 bucks a month. Oh, I mean, we had services like that, but they were kind of like you'd subscribe through magazines or you'd get flyers and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was like sounded like a great deal. And then every teenager basically would rack up this huge debt. Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember I owed them like $250 at one point when I was 16. I was making like 80 bucks a week. So... <laughs> Not cool, Zeus. Andrew Ford is loving the regular Hull mentions on EPT Not Live. Uh, you must know that we have the city of culture in 2017. Hashtag making the case for Hull. What is that, like a yogurt factory? Is that what he's talking about, the city of culture? No, this is actually like, you know, theatre, music, the arts. I don't that doubt kind of that there, are, there is stuff in Hull. I mean, I think that your average UK city is probably more culturesome than your average US city no, that I isn't love, major but I love the fact that people are hashtag making the case for Hull and clearly trying to get this trending I'm just going to throw this out there as a very important question does Hull actually have a casino because if it doesn't the chances of UKIPT Hull coming there anytime soon are very very slim alright just googled Hull casino um I think so it looks like there's a Napoleon casino in a Grosvenor in our stick or twist fun casino hire. We could just hire stick or twist fun casino. <laughs> Francine, uh, as long as you're sitting in there, what do you think about just, is there any money in the budget to send us, send me on location to Hull to just sort of do a recce? Yeah, like a special report, like a nothing, no money, not even for Hull. I mean, what's the most expensive hotel there? 50 bucks? Well, I think we established that they do actually have a premiere, yeah, I mean, which on. is at the top end of the budget hotels in the UK. Um, 
What else we got? Uh, the whole cards debate. I thought there'd be more tweets about this one because Randy Liu came on last week and talked about the live streaming that he and Jason Somerville did from the Aussie Millions. And the big thing with that stream was that they had whole cards up every day, including non-final table days. Uh, Daniel weighed in on this one. He said, I'm not a fan of all coverage with whole cards. Where is the fun in that? Uh, Daniel says, also, how will the TV shows have a sweat with segment when we have previous knowledge? I think Daniel is overestimating the number of people who watch the live streams and the TV shows. And remember it. I mean, that Venn diagram is going to have a very thin overlap. This, by the way, will be one of the greatest all-time flip-flops if we just started doing whole cards on day one. Like, just, we were so adamant about how we can't do it. And we're like, no, 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 it's cool now. It's fine. Well... <laughs> as I said, it's not our position. It's a, it's a live events position. Sure. And as it's based on the feedback that they get from players. But maybe that position has changed. And as we said last week, and I'll say again, it's something that will be reviewed during the summer months. Uh, Poker Norge points out yep. that... Our very own team ran the Norwegian Championships uh, in November of last year. A huge success with streaming whole cards from day one with a one-hour delay. So again, making the case for that to happen. More ideas, Joe, on what we could call the EPT Not Live superfans. Remember, you have asked for specific branding of said superfans. Yeah, because, you know, again, just to reiterate, you know, you got, uh, you've got, we've got the Dirty Basement Kids. And also, the, what is it? The Running Up Army? Aren't they called that too? Warriors? Running Up Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, yes. Running Up Warriors. And you got the, the homies for Maria Ho. Uh, so Keith Woodward um, submits a list of ideas. The Red Spade Brigadiers. The Felted Ones. The Nation. The... Uh. The Red Spaders, the Felted Few. I mean, I feel like we got to get something in there that's proprietary. You know what I mean? Like Felted could be just, you know, someone who does arts and crafts. Uh, Will Schlebia suggests the EP team. I don't mind the EP team. I don't mind that. But I feel like it's not quite there. It's not. It, it's got. It's got the branding. Doesn't have like the cleverness. Okay. One last suggestion from yeah. Andrew Spears. He's trying to keep things simple. Surely, are we just the EPT not live babies? Because the show starts. Hello, my babies. I like that too. But it's just. It's long. It's long. The EPT not live babies. I was trying to come up with some of myself. Um, the EPT not livers, which could easily be misconstrued as the EPT not livers. Which is fine because I'm an alcoholic. Uh, th what do you think about the, the EPT Nutters? EPT, okay. EPT Nutters? It's amazing how with a facial expression I can pass judgment. How about the Undead Army? What about the Rail Babies? I, I haven't figured out what I like yet. Okay. Well, keep the suggestions coming in. Hashtag EPT Not Live. Also, please keep the applications coming in. For superfan versus tapes, remember we just need a specialist subject, something you're an expert in that Joe stands a fighting chance of getting some points at. I will look, and I will also offer up some kind of prize if I end up choosing your suggestion. Is for, this for the uh, superfan name? For the superfan name, uh, if I usually here's the other thing, I have to like you. Like if you give me like a really good suggestion, but I don't like you that much, I'm probably gonna pretend like I don't like your suggestion. <laughs> so, and in fact, I suggestions may have come in already from people that are good that I and I just don't like you. So, sorry. Um, should point out, <laughs> by the way, that while we're trying to get people to apply to be superfans on the show, we're still looking for someone who's going to be in Dublin next week on the 17th of February to come on our live 
version of the show which is also not live at ept live in vision it's it's the video version of the podcast yeah and extra points if your name's something super irish like kieran o'hurley riley now joe i guess we have to address the super fan controversy oh what do you got yeah yeah yeah. i love controversy now i know it doesn't happen very often but i did make a mistake last week what yeah remember i said that we'd had oh it makes me so happy we'd had sean on the show answering aliens trivia questions and poor craig tau says i'm feeling forgotten already as a super fan for you sean on aliens trivia that was me dude i expect this from states but not you oh wow you really butt hurt this guy so i did apologize to craig now i would share that apology with sean you want some apology kittens uh these are for craig apology kittens for craig now sean made a mistake sean tweets unfortunately i must agree with craig how did you forget me and stapes in our battle of the thrones fair enough sean however you felt the need to send the same message twice oh no what and that i'm afraid completely undermines your argument maybe he just forgot that he sent the first one like you forgot him james now here's the thing i will accept that i made a mistake but people please there are mitigating circumstances i have a lot of shit to deal with i i don't i don't think you do i'm in Francine this office does, does he have a lot of shit to deal with no nope, i'm in this office no. on a daily basis and sometimes i have to wait till 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> to have my morning macchiato. <laughs> Sometimes I can't take a two-hour lunch break. I can only take 90 minutes. Oh my and God. trust me, you cannot order a three-course meal with wine from the Ivy during 90 minutes. And there are some days, Joe, hear me out here, where I don't get to leave the office till 4 p.m. Oh, and Malcolm, God, my you. driver, does not <laughs> like leaving after 4 p.m. Traffic is terrible at that time. He hits time. the rush out. And yeah. if you think... Tweets from Craig and Sean are bad. You should hear Malcolm bitching from behind the wheel of the Mercedes (laughs) S-Class. I'm so sorry, James. I didn't understand your plight. I didn't get it. But now that I hear it, man, it's difficult. It's got to be really tough. Joe, while I'm ranting, fire up the music. I have a social media beef. Oh, God, this is great. You know, I haven't had a social media beef in weeks. And now I think you've had the last two. This one is not specifically at me. But it is about a specific individual, and I kind of feel bad calling out Daniel Negreanu, because we love Daniel. He's a great guy. He doesn't even eat beef. But seriously, Daniel, these Twitter polls, they have to stop. You know what's great is the Twitter app I use is a piece of shit and doesn't even (laughs) allow for polls, so all I see is him asking questions. I envy you. Because these polls take quite complex social and political issues and condense them into cut and dry yes or no answers. And sometimes I'm so tilted beyond belief that I I almost, almost mute Daniel Negreanu on Twitter. But it got worse because Joe last week. Yeah. Daniel asked an incendiary question, and obviously I have no interest in voting in any of Daniel's polls. But because obviously you're looking at it on an iPhone, it's a touchscreen device, you're scrolling through your Twitter timeline, I accidentally voted. You voted. And I voted the the wrong way. I know you don't want to talk about what the exact issue is, so I won't make you say what it is, but... It was something I felt strongly about, and I voted the wrong way. And I'm like, I can't change my vote. I've got no way of cancelling it. <laughs> so what do I do? So Wait, do you know- is it anonymous? Like, would he know, like, James Hardigan voted 
voted that, like, uh, let's make up something, for example. Uh, James Hardigan voted that uh, the Holocaust never happened. I sincerely hope that it is anonymous, Twitter. <laughs> anyway, I fired up my work phone, logged into the EPT Live Twitter account, and voted the correct way just to cancel out my other vote. So wait, you're, what you're telling me is that you cared so much that you accidentally voted for this that you went on an official Poker Stars <laughs> Twitter account and also voted. So now Poker Stars has a stance on whether or not the hol- the Holocaust quote unquote That's not the happened question. or not. That's not the it's question. Not the question. It was not something that serious. But it was now, just something I felt particularly strongly now, about. But now the EPT has an official stance on it. It's anonymous. <laughs> That's I, fantastic. I sincerely hope it's anonymous. Daniel, please stop running these bloody polls. Just don't do it anymore, Daniel. I don't know. I think he gets a kick out of it. I honestly, what I like to do is go and read the replies to these polls. And I'm just like, oh my God, what is, we're done. Like, we're just, we are not long for this planet. <laughs> I, like, it's not like a true sample size because, like, obviously the people who are replying are going to be, like, a certain type of person anyway. But, man, is it terrifying. Man, is it terrifying. I've never voted in one, and I hope I never do. That's good. That's a good social media beef, James, for the guy who hasn't eaten a cow in 20 years. Thank you for allowing me to get that off my chest. Yeah, no problem. So, as I mentioned, like, I'm back here in the UK. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is that I'm, like, basically done in New York. Like, I still have an apartment there, but I flew here, I'm here for a week, then I'm in Dublin for a week, then I'm back here for a few days, then I go to L.A. indefinitely until I'm back here again in, like, April. And so what I didn't realize is that, like, I kind of was moving out of New York. And you didn't even realize it. I didn't realize it. And so, I mean, I did somewhere deep down because basically... I had like this bender of a week, like this week where I was just like dating and had a girl come visit and going to concerts. And I was like kind of denying it to myself that, and we had a party after I had a stand up show in New York. We had a party afterward. And like the day before I was leaving, I just had all this craziness in my life. And my roommate is like walking past, we have like a doorman, like a concierge in our building. And the concierge is like, Hey, are you guys in uh, are you guys in 12 a? And he's like, yeah. Why? He's like, well, the lady in 12B is filing an official complaint against you guys for noise. Wow. And she said that there's so such loud sex happening in your apartment so often that she can't sleep. And she's too embarrassed to say anything to you about it. So she's filing an official complaint. And my roommate was like, well... If you can get her to hold off, like my roommate's move, like he's leaving tomorrow, like literally tomorrow won't be back pretty much ever. And the guy was like, I don't know, man, I'll see what I can do. Now, the thing is, I wanted to just slip a note under her. No, I feel terrible. I feel really bad. Like, I don't, I don't want to be. The weird thing is that I would occasionally hear some pounding on my wall, like a, but never when this these events were occurring. It'd always be like at five o'clock at night and I'd flip on the office and I'd hear bump, bump, bump. And, and just and just to be clear, this is you watching pornography at loud volume. Yeah, probably, because we all know I'm a virgin. So yeah, so like I don't like I never heard any pound if I if I if I were banging on my wall like at two in the morning, I'd be like shit. Like I gotta knock this off. So I actually I genuinely feel bad. Like I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to keep anyone from sleeping. If I'd known, I would have knocked it off sooner. So and Jesse's like now this makes a lot of sense because our our apartment's right next to the elevator, 
And so he'd be like, yeah, there'd be like lots of times I'd leave the apartment and then I'd see the woman who lives next door, open the door, peek her head out, look at me and slam her door again. So not only would she not say anything, but Jesse was the one getting all the wrath over this because I like never saw her. Um, so I was like, well, I should just like slip a note on her door and be like, hey, look, I'm really sorry. Um, but I'm leaving, so it won't be a problem. And she, he's like, you can't do that because the concierge wasn't even supposed to tell me. So I didn't even get to apologize. So I just felt bad, but I left. And I figured it was all going to blow over. Well, last night, I get a text from my roommate. I got to read these to you. I get out of the movies. Hold on. We had some a long text conversation last night. He wants to do a, a Bachelor recap podcast. Doesn't matter. Um, so yeah. All right. Here we go. Get out of the movies. And he says... Concierge says that the lady on the other side of the wall said she has a video recording where you can hear it so clearly because no one believed her how loud it is. <laughs> a video recording so like, of a she, wall she, vibrating. Yeah, she's like in her apartment sitting there like at five in the morning, like just like huddled under a blanket being like, listen to this, listen to this, this fucker. So, um, and, um, that, that kind of makes me sick to my stomach in multiple ways. One, that I terrorized this woman so much that she felt the need to record it. But two... It's quite prurient that she's... Yeah, that she would like... Sharing this intimate moment. Not unlike the engineer in the hotel in Prague. Yes, absolutely. And it's just like, yo, dude, seriously, like, before you fucking film me, before you record it, like, just knock on my door. Just leave me a note. Well, like, she's not filming it per se. Right, but like, that's kind of gross, isn't it? Isn't that like a little gross that she's like recording the noises of me doing whatever I'm doing in there? The whole thing is just so foul. I don't really have any other comment to pass. And so it's just, uh, I don't know. So anyway, that's that. That's a goodbye, New York. That's how I... That's how I leave New York City. Now, Joe, one of the reasons that you are going to Los Angeles is for the uh, American Poker Awards, which happened the week after Dublin. And also, that's the um, uh, the GPL draft as well. You clarified that you're going to be hosting the live stream of the draft. Yeah. But we've had this on-running joke about yeah. <laughs> what are you actually doing at, at the, the American Poker Awards? Because initially, it sounded like you were hosting it, but then your role kind of got... I don't want to say downgraded, but it's only got changed. Well, it got downgraded, first of all, just to recap, big time last year when I was asked to host it. And then Kara Scott tweeted that she was hosting and Alex was like, well, I don't know. Um, and so well, that's not being downgraded. That's being fired. Fired, whatever it is, just fucking left out in the cold. Uh, so this year, Alex and I met at PCA and I was like, Alex, I like grabbed him by his shirt. And I was like, you're we're, we're, we're on for this, right? He's like, yes, 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 yes. You know how he does. So after we had our last discussion on the podcast i decided to write to him and i was like yo seriously <laughs> what am i doing because i realized now that i'm nominated he's in a much better position to boot me out again and be like because i can't be like i showed up here for this now i'm like like if i don't have a job while i'm there i'm just nominated so this is what he says he says just confirming that you will be on the analyst desk for the draft with negranu helmuth eric denis and me facing the camera. So that's what I'm doing the day before yes. while they're doing the GPL draft. And Now this is what he says. And evening, you'll be for the awards out of stage during the three breaks dinner to get between winners slash tables to make it social, not boring. So it sounds like I'm legitimately a fucking seat filler. <laughs> I'm a goddamn seat filler now. At the American Poker Awards. 
Let me let me read that again. Now he he writes. I think he gets away with a lot because of his French bullshit. Because he like writes weird again. And evening, you'll be for the awards. You're there for the awards. Out of stage. Not on stage. During the three breaks in parentheses dinner. To get between winners slash tables. Period. It sounds to me that not a seat filler, but someone who goes around the table and says, Hey, you folks having a good time? Try the veal. Yes. So I'm going to tip your waitress. I'm like, remember that guy at fucking Martyr, Cafe Martirano yes. in Vegas <laughs> who would walk around? Oh, the, 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 well, no, not him. The guy from the movie Casino. They would play the clip from Casino with the guy with the ring and the big hair. And then the <laughs> clip would, would dim. And then out he would come from the kitchen like the actual guy. Like, hey, how's it going, everybody? You having a good time? Yeah. How's, uh, how's the pasta? You're, hey, that was a good speech up there. That's my job now. To make it social, not boring. Well... Good luck is all I'm going to say. So I honestly, here's what it sounds like to me. Here's what it sounds like. I'm booting you for Kara again, but since you're going to be there, it's really awkward for me to have fired you. So can you kind of just mingle a little bit as if I wouldn't do that anyway? By the way, I'm going to charge him so much money for this. <laughs> I'm going to charge him an unreal amount of money for this. Oh, dear. Um, while you were negotiating what you're doing at the American Poker Awards, um, I popped up on TV last week in an unexpected place. Yeah, I saw people tweeting about what? It was so a, random. like A you, cooking you, show? Yeah. Well, you know when like suddenly you, you open Twitter and like you've got like 20 plus at replies and it's like, what's happened? Right, yeah. You're, you're like, holy shit. What, what went down? Did I just get fired? No, what That's happened what is that uh, there's a reality show in the UK called um, The Great British Bake Off. And they've done this version for, I think it's sport relief or comic relief with celebrities. Okay. And uh, Victoria Corrin Mitchell, two-time EPT winner, is one of the celebrities. And to illustrate who Vicky is, they played... The clip, the moment when Vicky won her second EPT in San Remo. What I like to describe as my some of the crowd are on the pitch moment. The it's a brick, it's a brick. It's line amazing. Of That's like that is such an iconic line. I'm so honestly, I'm jealous of that line. So of course it was on, and people who fit into the Venn diagram of people who watch normal TV shows, right? At like prime time on the BBC, and people who follow poker, clearly like. Oh, you were on TV, you were on TV. So, of course, the next day I had to fire up iPlayer and uh, show it to my family and say, look, look, that, that that was me. Did they give a shit? No. Yeah, no. Pro it's like, yeah, no, we saw this already. Question, though. Someone was like, oh, that's like, you, I think you tweeted like, oh, that's probably the only time I'll end up on the BBC. And then someone replied to you, definitely the only time Stapes will. I wasn't on there, right? My voice wasn't on there. Because no. it's fucking Convy going, oh, right? <laughs> Right? That was it, on there. It, it, it does not, unfortunately, feature the voice of Joe Staples. Yeah, fine. Whatever. I don't care. What's weird is, though, there's a ba great British, British Bake Off connection, though, right? Because when we went to the dinner at Vicky's house, wasn't Sue... Yes. And she was on that show. She was She, the, like, won or something, she right? Was, or hosting it? Was she the host of the show? She was hosting it, yeah. And so... That was kind of weird, I think, that... I mean, I didn't realize what big celebrities were at that dinner at Vicky's house that time we went. And I remember... This was the celebration dinner, by the way, after Vicky won her yeah. second EPT. But yeah, Sue Perkins was there. Sue and Perkins, that's her name. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't realize that she was, like, such a big deal. And then Emma Kennedy was there also. She had done all the cooking. And I, fe I actually feel really bad about this. I don't think I told anyone this. Maybe not even you. We were talking, me and Emma, and I was like, yeah, I kind of always wanted to be a writer. And she's like, oh, well, I'm working on this show for a CBeebies. Is that a channel? 
It is a it is a channel. And yes, she's like, why don't you watch some episodes and write a script and send it to me, and I'll uh, see what I can do. And I never did it. You dingus. Never did it. I mean, it's not like I'm not busy. You know what I mean? I'm not busy like getting my sex filmed by neighbors constantly. You know, it's been a it's been a long year. You're one of those people who is classically busy doing nothing. That's that's true. It's Huff used to have this phrase. He goes, "No one is no one's as busy as they say they are." And now he's too busy to show up to any of the shit I do. But anyway, nice job, James. Nice job getting on the BBC. The only time I'll be on like BBC News when I go on like a killing spree, probably. <laughs> God. Or like tragic death of poker commentator from liver failure at 34 years old. And uh, knowing your luck, it wouldn't get covered by the BBC, and you'd just be on Sky. Now, this is a piece of music which you are going to be hearing a lot in the next 10 days. I feel like I should be telling the story of how I met my first love. This piece of music we are calling The Theme from Dublin. This is the music that will accompany the opening to the webcast every day of the EPT Festival being held in Dublin from Valentine's Day, the 14th of February through to the 20th. You know what? I just realized I can tell a story. I'm going to start this over. Hold on. James, I'm going to tell you a story about the first time I went to Dublin. Does it involve people recording you having sex? If by people you mean me, <laughs> then maybe. Oh, Christ. I was working a gig up in Edinburgh, and I had a couple... I was, uh, as usual, on the, on the old online dating there, and somehow I mess... I saw a girl popped up on my, like people you may like but she was in dublin and i said hey it's too bad you're in dublin because you seem really cool but whatever and she was like yeah and she wrote me back and she was like well whatever dublin's not that far and so we got to talking and uh i realized that a couple of days like two or three days off between edinburgh and when i'd be back here in london and i said to the fine people we work with i was like look you're gonna have to put me up in a hotel anyway what if i go to dublin for a few days will you pay for my hotel and our boss like, sure. Whatever. What do I care? So I went to Dublin for a few days. And I met this girl. And we had like this three-day romance. And I went to her parents' house for dinner. She was like, "Have you, do you want to have like a home-cooked meal in Ireland? And I was like, sure. Except there was one fatal mistake that was made. We didn't work out ahead of time how we had met, quote-unquote. So when we're sitting at dinner and her dad goes, so how do you two know each other? I couldn't exactly be like, oh, like I just flew in to fuck your daughter for a few days and then I'm leaving again. So I was forced to say. That's something that no father wants to hear. Yeah, no, I was forced. I was forced to say uh, we're, we're friends from online, but I was sweating. I mean, I was just he asked me this question. I just turned white as a ghost. Absolutely white as a ghost. And I really upset him because he was Scottish and I referred to him as being a Brit, and he did not care for that. Well, at hang on, all. hang on. If he's Scottish, he is a Brit. No, I know, but you know, some Scottish people don't. No, no, no. Don't that you really can't like argue that. with geography. He's British. If you he's can't, Scottish. but they However, feel as if, if they've was... been oppressed, James. No, and like... no. If he's Irish and you call him British, that is a major faux pas. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't Irish. He was Scottish, but he he still didn't really care for it. Anyway, Dublin. I had an awesome time in Dublin. Is it's all I'm a great say. city. I've been there a couple of times. Bizarrely, never for the EPT. We've not been there for a few seasons, uh, but it's back. 
Uh, a lot of people observe the fact that London had disappeared from the schedule this season. Dublin is there in its place. And the festival, well, at the time you're listening to this, the festival is already underway. Uh, the dodgeball trampolining will already have happened. The oh, UK IPT main stars, event hashtag stars fun. will be uh, in full swing. So key dates... Uh, the 25k high roller is the biggest event on the calendar. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put that down on the count. Wait, are we streaming that day? Uh, we are going to be streaming the final table of that event. Oh, so that, I can't play it then? Ah, uh, it's a shame because you've got that God spare 25,000 euros lying around. Uh, runs from the 12th to the 14th, so it concludes on Valentine's Day. So that's when we're going to be streaming the final table of the high roller. If I put it out there on social media that I was going to play the 25k and I was looking for people to take action, do you think I could get it? I think you could raise money to potentially play an EPT main. I think if you gave enough notice, you could probably scrape together the money for a 10K. I think it would be a major stretch. Unless, for a laugh, like one of the ballers, like Igor Kurganov thought, yeah, I'll give you 20 grand. It's so interesting to think about. I would never do it because I just wouldn't want that kind of pressure on me. Anyway, continue. I was just thinking, I was having a daydream for a second. Yeah, so the 25k high roller along with the UK IPT main event kind of kicks off the festival and that'll be the second day of our stream. After we've crowned a winner in the high roller on the 14th, on the 15th, we are going to have the final table of the UK IPT main. Okay, so we got a high roller final table on Valentine's Day. Yep. That's really going to cut into my, into my plans because I actually, I turned on my Tinder turned on my tinder for dublin um like a week ago just to kind of get some things going and i do have some plans already for valentine's day and the day before so hopefully the high roller ends quickly these those do tend to end fairly quickly though you just know sod's law by that the way true. the day we arrive talking of hashtag stars fund the 13th i believe that's the player party at 9 p.m player so maybe okay. we can make that one on the 13th so after we've done the high roller and the uk ipt main event we're then going to turn our attention to the ept main event which of course starts on the 14th that's day 1a the 15th is day 1b we start our live streaming on the 16th nice of this 5k main event following it through to its conclusion on the 20th when we'll have cards up coverage of the latest leg of the european poker tour and running alongside it during those last few days there will be uh, the standard high roller event i believe that's a 10k event which also concludes on the 20th no live stream of the high roller because we're going to be focused on the main but there will be live updates of course via the pokestarsblog.com so okay just to go over really quickly the 14th is our first day of coverage we're doing a high roller final table 25k high roller that's a three-day event the 15th is our second day of coverage. We're doing the UK IPT final table. Correct. Then it's main event, main event, main event, main event. Main event. Main event, final table, cards up, Saturday the 20th. You've got it. All right, cool, man. I think I'm free. Um, but in order to talk about Dublin in more detail and do a proper preview, I really feel we need to talk to someone who knows the city better than you and I do. Uh, I feel that we should talk to a Dublin resident... And someone who's actually won a major tournament in Dublin, a winner of the UK IPT in the Irish capital, that man is Max Silver. And we welcome Max to EPT Not Live. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, Max Silver. Max, I know that we uh, we had to postpone the interview by like five minutes because you said you had something in the microwave oven. You weren't exploding more eggs, were you? Uh, no more eggs, unfortunately. What happened with that? I saw that you, you said you could have gone blind. Can you tell us the story? Uh, I made two... Very well poached eggs in the pot, and I was very happy with them. And then I went online and had some curiosity, so I searched for how to how to poach an egg in the microwave. Seemed to be a video. I followed the steps, and uh, about one minute later, there's egg egg all over my face and microwave. I guess more microwave than face, but yeah. 
Oh. You literally had egg all over your face. Not quite, but I guess uh, <laughs> more, of a, more of a metaphor there. But So is the moral of the story that we should or should not poach eggs in the microwave? Because I love poached eggs too, but it does take some skill. Uh, I would say just stick with the kind of with the old school and just use a pot. Ah, scramble them. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> now, Max, I mentioned your UKIPT win. Am I right in thinking that you like went back to the Dublin final table a couple of years in a row after that? Yeah, so in the four attempts uh, of, of myself at these uh, tournaments, I've come first, uh, fourth, and second, and one time in cash. So obviously a really good place to play poker, I think. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. For anyone who follows the UK IPT, you're one of the heroes. But for the casual fan who just watches the EPT TV shows, you're that dude who bubbled the PCA final table. <laughs> uh, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I also came sixth in Prague, so hopefully I'm not just that dude, but... It's kind of weird how you said Ireland or Dublin's like a good place to play poker, like as if you're not a good poker player and therefore fields are easy and that's why. I mean, but you are a good poker player. What chances like a not so great poker player have there? Uh, I mean, I would say it's probably about average for an EPT, maybe a bit better. Um, but yeah, I, I think definitely everyone has a chance, you know. And so you've been living in Dublin for a while now, though. How long? Uh, almost six years now. What do you love about Dublin? Everyone's been so friendly since I've come here. Um, it kind of feels a bit like London, but just like a, a bit smaller and just everyone's just so, like so friendly. Like if you need help, you can get help anywhere you want. People like if, if you want to have a chat, then you can have a chat with someone. If you don't, then you don't have to. It's just a really, really, really fun place. I didn't have a chance to completely finish your Aussie Millions blog, but that was, uh, you had a pretty good time down there, huh? Yeah, it was a really good time. Um, cashed small and then had some good swaps and stuff like that and just had an amazing time. It's a really... It's a, I'm, I'm now back home where it's pretty cold right now, so I'm kind of missing the Melbourne sun. Yeah, and you did some uh, streaming with Jason Somerville, right? Yeah, uh, he's he's an old buddy of mine and it was really cool to kind of get the chance to actually be on, to actually be on, the, on a stream with him for the first time and uh, really fun. Oh, old buddy. How did that happen? Uh, so I guess we, we met um, about six or seven years ago now, uh, maybe more, um, and there was this poker forum on the Something Awful forum called Poker in the Rear. <laughs> and yeah, uh, not my joke, but anyway, um, he, uh, we just kind of got talking and then I basically asked him to coach me and he said no and asked him again, he said no, and asked him the third time and he's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> so You basically six- annoyed him until he curtailed to the pressure. Pretty much. I mean, it, I think it, it, it worked out well for both of us. But um, we basically did like six months together where he really kind of helped my game in a lot of ways and uh, afterwards kind of went from there, really. Um, but he definitely had some, had some big pieces of my success over the years. So uh, I think we, we, we both done all right out of it. Have you gotten other coaching or is really Jason Somerville like your poker mentor? I've had um, like small like coaches for like a, a few hours here and there, but definitely Jason would be the by, by far the biggest influence on my game back in the day. That's so crazy to me that you, that I can talk to like a poker player as good as Max Silver, who I think is you know one of the best. He's like a hero, and he's like, no, 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 I had coaching. Like it always seems like the guys that are really good would have never needed it. So I guess I mean that says a lot uh, about you, about Jason. Um, that's pretty incredible. I think everyone, no matter how good they are, like be if they're just. If they're just starting out, they've been playing for years, can always benefit from like having someone else's viewpoint on on your game. Because I think as you play like on your own, you kind of, you get very like you start having some bad habits which you wouldn't even even know about. And definitely having coaching can have help you realize what you're doing wrong. 
As someone who now plays on the live circuit, Max, obviously traveling comes with the territory. How refreshing is it to have a major poker festival on your doorstep and be able to sleep in your own bed? Uh, I mean, that is pretty awesome. I have to say, like, uh, just to not have to deal with the whole packing a bag and being away from home is just so nice and really looking forward to just being in my own bed every single night. You don't have to tweet, like, does anyone have a phone charger? Because you can, you know, just go home and <laughs> use your own. Yeah, that's really handy. So yeah. it's a weird one because for us, I guess, London was our home stop. And obviously that's not been on the tour this year. In a way, Dublin's kind of replaced it as the UK and Ireland destination on the EPT. And I think I'm right in saying it's the first time since season four of the tour that we've been there. So what's that, like eight, nine years ago? Yeah, um, I wasn't playing poker back then. Um, so this is my, my, my first EPT here, but definitely, I think, a really good sign that it's come here, and I really hope that this is a big success and it can happen here again and again and again. Are you excited to play a bigger buy-in tournament in Dublin? I mean, I assume you know the UK IPTs are a little bit cheaper. Are you like kind of licking your lips a little bit at this? Yeah, I mean, I can get a chance to play the 25K and, and two 10Ks here as well. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to playing like, like some big buy-ins here and really using that Dublin run good for some, for some huge, huge scores rather than the, kind of the medium ones. Well, the EPT is going to be in town for Valentine's Day. Do you have plans with uh, with your lovely wife? Uh, I did, and then I looked closer at the schedule. And uh. <laughs> looks like uh, I don't anymore. Um, so I, I think I'm playing on that day. On the, I think I'm playing the main event on that day. But we've made a deal where I just have to uh, uh, take her out in the next two weeks after that. So uh, I have some time. So you did have plans, or you did have a wife? Uh, <laughs> a bit of both, I think. I'd like to think that she understands the life that Max leads. Now, obviously, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you, Max, is we need an insider's guide to the city of Dublin. I don't know how much free time Joe and I will have, but obviously there'll be a lot of people coming I'll over. Find time. Either for the UK IPT or for the EPT element of the festival. Where should they go and what should they do? All right, so it's not very warm right now or dry, so I'd recommend you mostly just stay indoors. Um, okay. Uh, check out some of the Irish pub scene. There's some really good ones in and around Temple Bar, and you just there, there's live music, there's decent food, there's a bunch of craft beers and all that stuff. You, you can just go there for a whole night and just have have a great time. Meet some so awesome Temple people. Bar isn't a bar. Uh, Temple Bar is an area um, of bars. Some of them will, will be like very touristy, and you probably want to go. I would say a bit outside Temple Bar itself, but. If you want the kind of like Irish like Irish tourist experience, with like like with the guy playing the fiddle in the corner and the Guinness, then I think Temple Bar is a, is a decent shout. That's really disappointing. I was expecting like this really like Hasidic Jew bar, like Temple uh, Bar. No, unfortunately not. Drinking some Manischewitz down. Uh, so wait, but uh, is Temple Bar like the tourist spot? Like, is do real people from Dublin go there, Max? Uh, probably not. Um. I definitely like anywhere in towns. There'd be a lot of really good bars, like places like the Porterhouse and some of that. Offer some like some really good drinking spots where you'll find more locals and stuff like that. Whereas Temple Bar would be more touristy stuff. So it really kind of depends what kind of vibe you're looking for. And what? Let's say if we like uh, to do something other than drinking. Is there any culture? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, this is uh, like there's some really good museums in Dublin. Um, I really like the Little Museum of Dublin. It's just basically it's just this. Uh, like three-story house, which has been which which has been converted into a museum, but um, it's really interesting. It has a lot of interesting artifacts from like how how Dublin's changed over the years. So definitely something that I would recommend. And there's also some really good art as well. There we have the National Art Gallery. 
I actually went to the Science Museum when I was in Dublin. I had a great time there. Some really cool stuff. Like they have a lot. Of, I don't know if it'll still be that exhibit, but they had like new products, uh, right? Like technology that eventually be in in the consumer landscape pretty soon. Uh, Max, anything we should avoid while we're in Dublin? Uh, it depends what you're looking for, but if uh, if you want to have some kind of semblance of uh, respect in the morning, I would avoid a uh, couple face jacks unless you're really. Looking oh, for- I went there and I didn't remember the name of it until right now. Yeah, uh, I, I actually, to be fair, I, to fair to it, I've I've never been, so but I've I've just heard the stories. So it's a it's a late night club slash bar where basically if you want to find a partner for the evening, that's 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 where you go. Or so I've heard. I went there with a date and I still found a partner for the evening. This girl tried to like <laughs> tried to suggest a threesome between me, me and my date and my date tricked me into thinking she was into it. And then when I was like, okay, I guess, then she was like, how dare you? And I was like, oh, sorry, wrong answer. Um, no, we're just cool. The two of us is fine. Max, I, I mentioned this earlier on before you were on the air and I, I switched my Tinder to Dublin about a week ago just to get a head start on things. And um, I had about 40 matches like within a day and i was hoping that you would play a little tinder related game with us before uh before we cut you loose are you cool with that yeah sure all right you sounded so uncertain about committing to this game <laughs> this game is called uh saint or sinner and basically i noticed that these girls in ireland have some really bizarre names that i'll probably butcher and i don't know how to pronounce Alright. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a name, Max. What you have to do is tell me whether or not it's a girl I matched with on Tinder or whether it's an Irish saint. Alright. Are you ready? Yep. First question. i going to get my questions ready. First question. Ka-o-i-m-he. I don't know how you say it. C-A-O-I-M-H-E. Do you mean Quiva? Was that, how do you say it? Uh, Quiva. Is the Quiva. Wow. I... That's just too... I gotta let him answer first. Saint or sinner? Uh, so, so wait. Uh, sinner is someone you, that you're intended with? Correct. All right, sinner. Sinner is... Correct. Well done. I can't believe I might go on a date with a girl named Quifa. <laughs> Quiva. 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 Okay, next one. I'll be. A-I-L-B-E. I'll be. Aelva. Aelva. This is uh, this quiz has basically just turned into an opportunity to make you look so fucking stupid. So, I mean, come on, it's obvi- everyone knows this Irish shit's impossible to pronounce. Uh, I, I definitely, I definitely found it hard for the first few years of my uh, my time here. Uh, I'm gonna go with sinner again. Sinner is incorrect. That is a saint. Okay. Next question. You're one and one, Max. Next question. Fianuala. All right. This one's pronounced Fanula. Fanula. <laughs> I gotta write these down just in case I go on a date with Saint Fanula or with a Sinner Fanula. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with the theme and go with Sinner. Sinner is correct. Next one, Beckon. Beckon. Spell it, Joe. Help the man out. B e c a n. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, Saint. Saint is correct. Next one, Ifa. Ifa. Um. I'm just basically saying that all, all, all the names that are girls' names are just... Uh, Have I picked out a bunch of boys' names for the saints? Is that what happened? <laughs> I, 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 mean, I don't think there's many female saints, female saints in Ireland, so I'm going to go with the sinner for this one. Correct. This might be the least well-thought-out game of all time. Let's see if, if Max can go... If Max can uh, 
hole out here for the next couple. I might have to cut them loose if it's too easy. Right now, Max is four and one. Uh, here we go. Aileron. A-I-L-E-R-A-N. Even I don't know that one. Yes! Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Saint. Saint is correct! Max is five and one. We'll do two more. Uh, Briage. B-R-E-A-G-E. Uh, Saint. Saint is correct. All right, one last question here. Andrew the Scott. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Senna. Oh, wow, I got him with the trick question. That's incredible. Uh, Andrew the Scott was a saint. Uh, just some of the other sinner names. Maybe you can help me out, Max. Alwyn, did I say that one okay? I think so, yeah. Brid? Reed. Breed, great. Just gonna write that down phonetically. Breed, that's what I hope to do with her. Um. Swarsha? Uh. Sorsha. Sorsha, ooh, like from Willow. And, uh. Evan? Evan? Uh. How do you spell it? E A V A N. Uh, I guess, yeah, I wouldn't know that one. I guess Evan. Evan, okay, Max! Silver, what do you got to say, James? It's, uh, it's, Max is six and two, but that's not important. The Good job, is, Max. You won, by the way. We Congratulations. We are in Dublin, Joe, for seven nights. How on earth can you date that many women in seven nights? You gotta cast a wide net, James, because I'm not. I don't have dates set up with all these folks. They're not sinners yet. I just hope to make them that way. That's all. We can all be lucky men like Max Silver meeting the love of our lives and getting married. Some of us have to try a little harder. Max Silver, thanks so much for being on the show, man. I hope to uh, grab a pint with you somewhere in, in Dublin. Sounds good. But also, I know for a fact that when, when the tour comes to your town, you're so much less likely to go out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Could- <laughs> All right. Your home's there. You're like, no, 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 it's cool. I'm going home, everyone. You all be tourists. I'm going home. Max Silver, we're going to let you go home, but we will see you in just a few days. All right, guys. See you then. Good luck in every UKIPT and EPT event you play. Thanks a lot, guys. See you. Later. So I guess I didn't really plan that game very well, considering that I must have picked out only boy saints names and Max... <laughs> Knew them well enough to just be like, that's a boy, that's a saint, just, that's a girl's name, just, that's not. Just take the positive out of it, Joe. You've got some pronunciation guidelines. So. I do, yeah, so I'm not going to get this girl's name wrong. By the way, I'm the girl I'm talking to from Dellen, she seems really cool. I'm like kind of excited to meet her. I was watching some, she's like a sketch comedy performer. Now, we mustn't forget that not everyone will be able to be in Dublin that week, which is why we will be offering you the entertainment of EPT Live, plus the chance to play some poker for free while you're watching the European Poker Tour on PokerStars.tv. We have our free roll schedule as we step into the lobby. Kicking off on the 14th, running through to the 20th, every single day that there is a live stream, there will be a free roll. Now... They are going to be at 3.15 Eastern time, so add five hours. That is going to be 8.15 local time, GMT, every day of the week, from the 14th through to the 20th, an EPTLI free roll with $2,000 in the prize pool. As the name free roll suggests, ain't going to cost you anything to play, but you will need a password, and the password will be revealed on the stream each day. So it's standard. Standard, standard free roll free happening. schedule plus... On February the 19th, the penultimate day of the festival, the One Buck Bounty Bonanza. Interestingly, 2,100 people have already signed up to this. 
One dollar and ten cents. Two thousand people already in. Holy shit! That's awesome. Including Joe Stapleton and myself, because we have bounties on our heads. If you're not aware of how the one buck bounty bonanza works, uh, it costs one dollar and ten cents to play. But that's not the only prize pool, because Stars adds six hundred bucks to the prize pool. Plus, they put $50 bounties on me and Joe. I mean, that's your real bread and butter right there is knocking out me and James. So there's added value. Plus, there is, of course, the One Buck Bounty Bonanza League because we've got prizes up for grabs for people who top the league at the end of the season. I thought we'd have a quick look at the leaderboard, Joe. Yeah, please. I'm kind of interested to see if there's who's on there, if we recognize any of the names. I don't recognize any of the names. The guy who tops the leaderboard at the moment, having played four One Buck Bounty Bonanzas and with 108 points... is How many have there been? Uh, there have been. Let's work it out. We have had uh, Barcelona... We've had Malta, we've had Prague, we've had the PCA. So he's four for four. Four for four, okay. And JT Clubs has played four, has got 108 points. He tops the leaderboard with Diamonds 88, currently second with 106 points, and Ecstasy XP in third with 95 points. Crucially, Ecstasy XP has only played three out of the four. Wow, that's a pretty, uh, that's a sterling record for only three, I would guess. Uh, so remember, whoever tops that leaderboard at the end of Season 11 is going to win a $1,050 scoop main event ticket. And if you finish in the top 30, you'll get an $11 Sunday Storm ticket. What do you do if you win a $1,000 scoop ticket? Like, do you just knit up super hard and try to min cash? That's what I would do. Jeez, can you imagine if you parlay a one-buck bounty bonanza into a min cash even in the scoop? That's I would like, say... That's just, like 1700 bucks. Just play your game, enjoy the ride. Um, while we're talking about added value and, and something for the fans, just want to give you a heads up, and we're going to reveal something really important during the Dublin stream, so do make sure you're watching EPT Live on Pokestars.tv. But a quick heads up for EPT Not Live listeners, there's going to be something special on the 10th of March. So you might want to mark that date. What kind of special? Like a, like, a, like, a, like a really cool thing or like wearing a helmet on the school bus kind of special? No, no, no. Really cool kind of okay. thing. So make sure you mark that date. And it's not something you need to leave the house for, but just mark that date. And Excellent. We'll Wait, details. what date is it? The 10th of March. March when... 10th? I'm going to put that on my calendar right now. Okay. And then when we get to Dublin, we will reveal all of the details. Cool. I'm, I'm excited for whatever that is. Okay, we're going to try and send an EPT superfan on his first step of the way towards playing an EPT main event because it's time to play Superfan versus Stapes. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. And this week, we welcome to the show James Jenkinson from Sheffield. Well, this is awkward. Uh-oh. Yeah, I told you this dude's name sounded made up. This guy's full of shit. I don't think he's picking up. Has this happened before? No. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, if he doesn't pick up, we got lots of super fans in the building. People in the building like the show. Uh, yeah, but here's the problem. Like, James... I'm done with this guy. You had your chance and you blew it! I First of all, I, th I would yell at him, but I still don't even think he's a real person. Uh, James Jenkinson claimed to be a Lord of the Rings superfan, so I have ten questions about Lord of the Rings. More like Lord of the Bo-Rings. Um, well, here's the deal, James. 
in addition to there being lots of people in the building that are fans, they're all big fat nerds. I'm sure finding one that has seen the Lord of the Rings won't be that hard. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Okay. <laughs> I'll entertain you guys for a minute. What do you want to talk about? Who's a Lord of the Rings fan? Okay, he's he's gonna get to the bottom of it. I could just read you guys some posts from my Facebook feed if you want. Are you a Lord of the Rings fan? I wouldn't say fan. I wouldn't say fan. Who is that, Paul? Paul's terrible on air. Let's get him. Are you a Lord of the Rings super fan, Paul? Yes. Anyone else know Lord of the Rings? We're getting to. He knows Lord of the Rings. Paul, get in. We're getting to the bottom of it. Someone's coming in, and we're gonna um. Stand there, Paul. We're gonna share a microphone like uh, Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Van Zant style. Paul, we got stiffed by our super fan, and I've got a Lord of the Rings quiz prepared. So you're, you're going to answer questions on uh, on Lord Producer of the Rings. Producer Paul, Paul, what do, Paul, what do you do for a living? I produce TV shows. Are you serious? I don't really want to be a super fan. Too One bad. Loves the EPT. <laughs> it's part of your producing job now. Would do anything for the European poker Sit tour. down. You can even have a seat. Oh my god. I'll stand. It's super fan. So we've got Paul here. I don't want to say his last name because he seems to be a little private sometimes. Paul, how's Tinder going for you these days? Are you still on Tinder? It's been deleted. I'm because out. you found somebody or you just had enough? No, I'm out. What does that mean? <laughs> it's, uh, it was too stressful. Too lean, stressful. lean in, Paul. The, the, the audience needs to hear you. So, so here we go. Producer Paul is going to play the role of the superfan. Now, sadly, Paul, you can't win a Step C ticket, but... I could potentially give you an Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t-shirt. I would take that. Okay, excellent. And wear it proudly. Okay, well, let's go for it then. So, question one to the superfan. In the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Paul, who played Boromir? Sean Bean. Correct, for one point. Oh, I gotta fix that. Hold on. Yes. And there's a chance to win a bonus point here, Paul. Sean Bean. James Bond, Star Wars, or both? James Bond, Star Wars. Well, I know you played a baddie in S James Bond, Star Wars. I'm, I'm going to say James Bond. Correct for an additional point. Nice job, Paul. That was pretty easy, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a good start. Joe Stapleton. Said your last name. Bleep that. <laughs> Joe. Go. Who played Saruman? Saruman. Wasn't it Saruman? It doesn't matter. I'm taking a point for that. Ah, uh, Christopher not, Lee. It was Christopher Lee. Joe, you're on the board, and your bonus point. Both. Yes, he didn't even need the question. God, I saw that where I was going big time. That's right. I have the biggest erection right now. Okay, two points apiece. Oh, it was the same question. Uh, James Bond, Star Wars, or both. That's right. right. So, question three for Paul, our impromptu superfan. Who played Gimli the Dwarf? Oh, there's no way I know his name. He's the guy from Indiana Jones. It is the guy from Indiana Jones. Uh, I have no idea what his name is. Joe, you can steal. He's got the word Reese in it. It's a, some kind of Reese. He's got three names. It's a Reese. It's wow. a something Reese something. Come on, you can do this. Jonathan Reese Myers. Oh, Fuck. no. So close. It was John Reese davis and on, davis! The, on the subject of James Bond, Star Wars, or both, he has been in a Bond film, but not a Star Wars film. Uh, Joe? Gollum. Who played Gollum? Gollum was played by Andy Serkis. Correct for a point. James Bond, Star Wars, or both? 
Uh, sorry, I pressed, pressed the whole Pope music by accident. Uh, I'm just going with just Star Wars on that one. Wow, Joe Stapleton takes a 4-2 lead. Outrageous. I could never beat an actual super fan. Here we go, Paul. We're going to the second round, which is to match the tagline with the movie. So these are taglines that we used in the trailers and on the posters. Return of the King was boring as fuck. When is it over? <laughs> the first tagline. And bear in mind, there could be some repeats here, okay? The eye of the enemy is moving. Bear in mind that even if you don't know your... Paul, you're do you even know what the names of the three movies are? I do indeed. Okay. You're only I two to indeed. one against, even uh, if you don't know the answer. It's moving, so... The Eye of the Enemy is Moving was a tagline for which of the Lord of the Rings movies? Uh, seems fairly obvious. Is it? Yeah. The Return of the King. Correct, there for a point. Go. Joe Stapleton. I would have got that wrong. Joe Stapleton. <laughs> a new power is rising. The two towers. Correct for a point. Paul, the battle for Middle Earth begins. Now this one does seem quite obvious. Does it? The battle of Middle Earth begins. Is it? Is is it the two towers again? It is the two right. towers again. Correct. Wait, how can a movie have more than one tagline? Because there are multiple posters and multiple trailers, Joe. Fine. Uh, your question. I thought that we were just process of elimination. I would have got that one wrong too. Also, it was a trick one because the battle for Middle Earth begins. You sure. think it's going to be the first yeah. film, but no, because there's Wasn't. no battle until the second film. There can be no triumph without loss, no victory without suffering, no freedom without sacrifice. That's a long poster. That is a very long poster. That was like the Japanese poster where they have different dimensions. No freedom without sacrifice. Uh, Return of the King. Correct for a point. Joe still leads 6-4. Uh, final round, trivia. Paul, in the Fellowship of the Ring, how many candles are there on Bilbo's birthday cake? <laughs> what the actual fuck? Is it the number that is actually his birthday? I believe it is. It's his 100th and... 11th? Yes! Oh my god, that is amazing. That is... How could you pop... Yeah, hold on a second, Paul. I gotta give you... A Malta recap stager. I gotta give you a round of applause for that. That is. Oh That was so God, good. You never had sex in high school, did you? That was so well, not good. Not even once. I'm gonna give Paul two points for that one. So that ties the game, and that means it comes down to the final question. Joe, to the nearest hour, how long is the extended edition of the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy running at a speed of 24 frames per second? Is that normal speed or is it like... No, that's normal okay. film speed as opposed to the British DVD release which runs at 25 frames to the second. Oh, I guess when it's like 14 hours that makes a difference, huh? It does make a difference. Is that what your answer, 14 hours? No. No, I didn't think of it yet. Hold to on. the nearest hour, the how long is the all, extended all, all edition? All three movies. All three movies, the, the extended, extended edition. I'm going to go with that for that, that for that, 12 hours. He's right. Yeah! Joe Stapleson pips Paul to the post. Very and good. sadly, Paul, that means you don't get 
and everyone loves a chop pot t-shirt. No, you give everyone that everyone loves a chop pot t-shirt, even if they lose. No, but that's normally the consolation prize if they don't win the Step C ticket. I can't give them the Step C ticket, so the t-shirt has can to become have one? the main prize. Yes, Francine says he can have one. Don't be yes. such a freaking yeah. miser with the t-shirt. It's not it, your money. Well, that's why I have to get sign-off from up high. Well, she said it's fine. Paul fine. didn't want to do this anyway, fine. and now we embarrassed him. Because not only did he not have sex in high school, but he couldn't even win a t-shirt from it. <laughs> You get a t-shirt. Thanks. Thank you for Thank being press-ganged into coming into the booth and taking part in Superfan vs. Stapes. Gonna go back and do work now. He's just joking. He doesn't He doesn't do work. <laughs> uh, that's all the time we've got uh, for this week's show. The next edition will be the video slash audio version from Dublin, EPT Not Live at EPT Live. And once again, we will be joined by the other commentator, Matt Broughton, Matt. for some pictorial fun. Yeah, Matt's, oh yeah, Matt's already sent me stuff for next week's show. It's gonna, it's great. Like he's already, like basically there's like a big chunk of shit I don't have to do. Thank you, Matt. Can't wait for that. And we're still looking forget. for... That's right. Oh, sorry. You were going to do it. That's right. I was still looking for a super fan. Absolutely. In Dublin. Preferably one who's real and not made up. Yeah, someone like Brian O'Brien or, you know, <laughs> someone real. Something like that. Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, we'll see you in Dublin. For James Hardigan, I'm Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>